The bookkeeper who did the hiring doesn't need to know it inside and out, but that person does need to know they've hired someone that does know it. Welcome to General Frog's Bookkeeping Lilypad, your cozy corner of the podcasting world, where numbers tell a story and bookkeeping blossoms into an adventure. My name is Rachel Barnett, and I'm glad you're here. This podcast is for bookkeepers who enjoy authentic, unfiltered, and always encouraging friend to talk shop with. We will be discussing what it's like to own and operate a small bookkeeping business. Hello and welcome. I thought this week we could talk about hiring for your team. When I started the podcast, I was pre-screening for a friend of mine. I was reviewing people's answers to a Google form and then talking to people and just getting a sense of who people were so that one person had turned into four people could hopefully find their people. In this episode, I want to take a step back and talk about hiring for your team, not about the pre-screening techniques I go through, but just more broadly hiring for your team. My plan is to break this down into four sections, where to find your team, how to know if your team member is knowledgeable, what to consider when hiring the person you like, and how to describe your opportunity so that somebody will want to apply for it. Let's start at the top, where to find your team. There are all kinds of places to potentially find the person that's going to work with you. You can do paid platforms like ZipRecruiter. You can use LinkedIn, which will let you post a job for free and then get some number of applicants. You can post a job on Upwork. You can post a job on Facebook. If you're a bookkeeper listening to this, there's a Facebook group called Bookkeepers Hiring Bookkeepers or Bookkeepers Referring Bookkeepers, something of that nature. And I think that's a really good group. If you're a member of Bookkeeper Launch, then you should definitely subscribe or join the Facebook group, BL Launch Subcontracting. The subcontracting group is a really great place to post and find people to hire to work on your team. If none of these resonate with you, I'm sure you can Google and find lots and lots of places to post your job ads. I personally have had the best luck by posting ads on Facebook, but also by using ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is insanely expensive, but it does go out to a bunch of job boards. The upside is you get a lot of applicants. The downside is you get a lot of applicants. There are a lot of people who apply just to see what would happen. People who don't bother to read the job posting or even find themselves to be qualified for the job. I don't know if it's available for employers to sign up for this yet or not, but Fast and Easy QBO has a project that they're working on that looks amazing. It's a tool that allows employers to review candidates based on their skills. And then if somebody has the skills you want, you can click into the candidate's profile and learn more about them. I think this is great. And this is absolutely something I'm looking forward to using in the future. Not for myself, because I don't plan to expand my team. But the next time I encounter somebody who needs a bookkeeper, I'm going to look there. Let's assume that you found a bookkeeper and you want to know if they're knowledgeable. There's a handful of ways to find out. First of all, this tool from Fast and Easy QBO, fantastic. Other things you can do is you can test them. Do some sort of hands-on demo like I do. I get people on Zoom. I share my screen. I ask them to go through scenarios and to show me they can do the things. I'm asking for the things that would be typical that I'm going to ask that person to do if they got hired. What I need to know is if they can do the things I need them to do. And if they can't, how do they deal with it? Do they fake it? Do they ask for help? Like, what's their approach? Sometimes when I hire for people, I need the candidate to be comfortable and proficient with QuickBooks, 
Other times when I hire for people, I need the candidate to have the confidence to say, I don't know, but I'm willing to learn. I'm never willing to hire a candidate that is going to try to fake it and make a disaster out of the books. Let's say that you're in the position of hiring a team member and that team member needs to know stuff that you don't know. I have a very specific example in mind. I don't do e-commerce bookkeeping. It's just not my jam. Let's say that I went out and found somebody who knew e-commerce or said they did. Before I hired them, I'm not going to look at their resume and I'm not going to listen to their fancy smooth talking words. What I am going to do is ask them to describe for me a concept about e-commerce. If you spend any time on Reddit at all, you'll understand explain it to me like I'm five. Let's take this example and run with it. Let's say that I wanted to hire someone who knew e-commerce. I don't know e-commerce, so I have no way to judge their knowledge. I might ask them, can you walk me through the flow of how I would record Amazon sale? Can you tell me any of the pitfalls that I should be watching for? What I'm going to do in advance of asking the person to walk me through the things is I'm going to Google a little bit. I'm going to get some tiny bit of information. I'm going to listen for the candidate to explain the things that I saw in the highlights. I'm not expecting the candidate to read my mind and I'm not looking to catch them doing something wrong. What I'm looking for is can they explain it and do I have confidence that they actually know it or are they just going to try to fly by the seat of their pants and say, oh, well, you just record the sales and take off the fees and that's that. And man, I tell you, if e-commerce was that simple, it wouldn't be a niche. This example comes about because I was speaking to a training client recently and that person said, oh, I need help with a particular industry. And I'm like, no problem, we'll work on it. When it comes time for the appointment, the training client said, oh, I don't need help with that anymore. I hired someone who knows that industry. I was like, cool. How do you know that they know it? I don't care. They post a lot on Facebook. That doesn't mean they know it. That just means they have a lot of free time on their hands. I encouraged that person to speak to the person they hired and just ask that person to explain the concepts that I was originally going to explain. The bookkeeper who did the hiring doesn't need to know it inside and out, but that person does need to know they've hired someone that does know it. They need to have more confidence than just, they sounded cool and I like their personality, therefore I think I can trust them. Let's talk about the things to consider when hiring the person that you like. You found a person, you really like the person, and you're like, I'm ready. I want to give them a job offer. I'm going to ask you to think about a few things before you move forward with that. This is based on experience, not based on a Google search. Ask them how much availability they have. Ask them, do you need someone who's going to check in with you every day? Do they have the capacity to do that? That's completely different than saying, I have 20 hours a month. If you're like, no, 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 I need someone who can check in once a day. Find out what their goals are. Not in a goofy, uncomfortable, where do you see yourself in five years? But like big picture, what is it that they want? Do they want to start their own firm and they just want to get some experience and work with you? Do they want to work as an employee indefinitely, but they don't want to stay in a data entry position. They want to grow and learn and do more things. At my firm, I've mentioned before that I have a bookkeeper, a gal named Megan. And when Megan came to me, she said, hey, look, I want to be a bookkeeper. I want to be an employee. I don't want to start a firm, but I don't want to sit here and do the same thing day in and day out for the rest of my life. She's like, I'm looking for a place where I can grow and learn and do more magical things. I said, hey, that's great. Here's my business. Here are my growth plans for the business. They really don't involve you moving up, right? You're going to be the bookkeeper. But what I can offer you is I can pay for whatever courses you want to take. You want to learn something? Fantastic. I'll pay for it. I'll make sure you have time in your schedule to take those classes. 
When I asked her for her goals, I wasn't asking for her to tell the future. I was just asking, is where you're headed something that aligns with what I need? When she said she wanted personal growth and professional growth, I'm like, oh crap, <laughs> like, I don't know if I can provide that. So I explained what I could provide and she's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm like, great. This is fantastic. If I didn't ask her, she might have wanted something I couldn't provide. And then we both would have been disappointed in the experience. Another thing I'll encourage you to do is ask your person, what do they want to do? It is so easy to say, I'm the boss and these are the things you must do. Until you realize that this is another human who can make their own decisions and choose to work for you or not work for you. I very much and very regularly will ask my team, are you doing the thing that you want to do? Is it okay? Can I give you this task? Would you rather not do the task? This goes for Megan. It goes for just my VA. It goes for my video editor, my podcast editor, my graphic designer, all of it. I ask them, I'm like, hey, I need this thing done. Do you want to do it? If you do, fantastic. And if you don't, it's no problem. I can ask someone else. I'm really just giving you first right of refusal. I'm not demanding, expecting, or dictating that you're going to do all the harebrained things that I want to have done. I'm just asking, is this a thing you want to do? Find out what this person is good at. I'm good at a lot of things and I am not good at things. My web designer, he is so incredibly patient with me. He will mock up a web page for me and I'll make some changes and be like, yep, yep, that's totally great. Within about 24 hours, I have gone in there and I have made a huge disaster out of his work. And then I have to message him and be like, hey, I run my bad. I am not a good web designer. And I went in there and I fiddled with things. I need you to make them better again. If you were to hire me to be on your team and you said, hey, look, I need you to do some bookkeeping and some content creation and like a little bit of web design on the side, I would tell you that I can do some of this and I really should not do other things. It's not within me. You'll want to ask your candidate, how do they best learn? This is both useful for you to know how they best learn, but also useful for you. Does the way that they best learn align with the way that you best teach? I took a job a couple of years ago when I moved to Canada. I needed to learn specific things in order to be effective in my job. It turned out that my manager didn't teach the way that I learned, which meant we just kind of modified my job description so I didn't need to learn or do those things. I was lucky. I was really fortunate that I had the ability to pivot what I was doing. But if it was a smaller business or if I really, really had to do those things, this would have been a very difficult and challenging experience because our methods weren't aligned. Let's talk about how you're going to describe your opportunity so that somebody will want to apply to work with you. This is valid for contractors as well as employees. Ask yourself, can you pay this person a living wage? If you cannot pay someone a living wage, this is a great time to reevaluate pricing for your clients or your business model. Are you looking for a contractor or an employee? This isn't based on your desire to declare them one thing or another. You really want to look at the Department of Labor regulations for the state where the human lives. What kind of benefits are you offering? With my team, they get benefits of education. You want to learn something, I'll pay for it. You want to volunteer, I'll pay you your salary while you go volunteer. I'm of course paying people vacation and birthday pay. The same rules apply for my contractors as they do for my employee. Team culture is a big thing, especially because many of us are remote. So you want to think about how does your team communicate? Do you have regular Zoom meetings? Do you upload a video describing how your week has gone? 
Do you guys use Slack? It's not up to me to judge how you communicate, but I encourage you to let an applicant know, hey, this is our culture and here's how we maintain it and here's how we communicate. Speaking just for myself, if I had to get on a weekly chit chat, Zoom call, meeting, whatever, would probably avoid that job. It's not in my personality. What kind of clients do you serve? One of my good bookkeeping friends is leaving a job and one of the frustrations she was experiencing was that she got assigned to clients in industries she didn't enjoy working in. So you'll want to think about what kind of clients do you serve and articulate that to a potential bookkeeper. A good example of this is going to be something like e-commerce or manufacturing. The bookkeeper looking at your job ad might say, gosh, I really tried it and I didn't enjoy it, or I don't want to learn it, or I don't know how to do it, or the opposite. They might look at that and say, this is my sweet spot. I am so good at that. I would love to have more clients and more experience and more exposure to that. Seeing that these are the types of clients you work with, that really tips my scale. I'm going to try harder to apply for this job. If you're listening to this and you're an applicant and you're someone who's considering going to work for someone else, whether it's a W-2 or a contractor position, my biggest advice for you is to please look at and follow the instructions in the job posting. I will regularly post jobs and opportunities in various Facebook groups. The way that I lay it out is I will describe what I need. So I'll say, hiring, I need a person to do blah, blah, blah. Here's my time frame for it. Please, if this is something that sounds good to you, let me know your availability for ongoing or a specific duration and let me know what your rate is. I did this not too long ago. I had seven people DM me. Out of the seven people, only one person gave me availability and a rate. I hired the one person. I didn't even care what her rate was. I was like, I need this done, but I also need someone with attention to detail who can follow directions. This isn't even as complicated as a job ad that has a secret word in the middle. We're talking like a one paragraph post for a simple thing. I never want to make anyone feel bad. So I don't tell people like, hey, look, I'm not going to hire you because you didn't follow directions. I'm just going to say, cool, I'll get back to you. I'm not kidding. The number of times that I have posted a job where people haven't followed the instructions, the very, very simple instructions, it's tremendous. Following the instructions on a job ad could be the thing that makes or breaks you getting the job. I think we can turn this into a pretty good discussion in the Facebook group, Gentle Frog's Bookkeeping Lilypad. What I would love to know is where do you find people when you're looking to hire? It's going to be beneficial for anybody who is looking for work to know where to go to find people. I said in the beginning of the call that I really like the Bookkeeper Lunch subcontracting group. I'll gather up links for places that I like, such as the Bookkeepers Referring Bookkeepers or Bookkeepers Hiring Bookkeepers, whatever it is, in addition to the other more obvious ones like Indeed and ZipRecruiter. But again, I would love to hear from you guys. Is there a place that people should should know about? And then later, when Margie's Fast and Easy QBO becomes available for people, and I don't know when that's going to happen, I'm definitely going to put a link to that. And if that happens before this is released, it's going to go in the show notes because it is so good. I got a chance to preview it today and I, I sent the world's longest email, just notes and gushing. I hope this has been helpful and I hope to see you around. Thank you so much.